This message comes from NPR sponsor Podium. Did you know that 97% of text messages get opened and 90% are opened in less than three minutes? Why aren't you texting your customers already? Go to Podium.com to learn how to turn your landline into a textable number. Hello and welcome to Car Talk from National Public Radio with us, Click and Clack, the Tappert Brothers, and we're broadcasting this week from the unintended preparation department here at Car Talk Plaza. <laughs> Go ahead, Tommy. Well, there's an interesting story here. I'm going to read an actual email. Dear C&C, that's you and me. I guess so. Uh, I'm a long-time listener. I love the show. I was one of the dot-bomb casualties. <laughs> Had been unemployed for about a year, all day walking around in my underwear <laughs> listening to your show. <laughs> About a month ago, I landed me a job interview at a high-tech company here in blank. I, 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 I can't say. What okay, I okay. I had to shave and wear a suit for this one. Good thing they didn't notice that I couldn't button the suit anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I went to the job interview. They informed me that it would only be an initial interview for 15 or 20 minutes and that if they liked me, they would call me back at a later date. After 50 minutes of talk, with the hiring manager, he took out a piece of paper and said the last thing he wants to do today was to read a puzzler to me and see my thought process. Mm. He proceeded to read this puzzle to me. There are two uneven ropes that will take exactly an hour to burn each. How can you measure 45 minutes by using only these two ropes and a box of matches? Of course, I knew the answer as I had heard it on your show, but I pretended that I was thinking. Ah, uh, that's always good. <laughs> but all along I was thinking, thank you, click and clack. <laughs> I, I knew all my devoted listening would come in handy someday. After I gave him the answer, he was so impressed, he said only one person in the company had been able to solve the puzzle, and none of the interviewees had been able to do it. Wow. He walked me to, up to see the VP of the company and then the human resources person, and a week later, I got an offer. Thank you, guys. I owe you a beer, and I'm sure my parents owe you some large amount of money also. <laughs> they will be sending a bill. <laughs> we got this in the mail the other day, and Louis sent it to me. And I said, well, I had seen this email, but I was reluctant to use it because... If the, if the guy's boss happened to be a listener, uh. he would hear the, the letter, he'd recognize the guy, and he'd take back his offer. It's entirely possible that his boss is a listener, it, and that's where, in fact, he got the puzzle in the first place. That could well be. He ripped it off from us. He ripped it off from us. So, but nonetheless, this poor guy, whose name I will not divulge. Yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This poor guy <laughs> would get, get in trouble. So I said, no, Louie, I'm not going to read it. Louie, since the guy sent us an email, she's got his email address. So she writes back to him. And she tells him that I want to use this on the show. And he says, well, interesting thing happened. He said, they did make me an offer, but I didn't accept it. And a week later, I got another offer, which I did accept. And... I'm starting work tomorrow or something. I don't know what it was. No kidding. So I said, fine. So we'll read it. Did, so, did we? We just did. 
and told the guy I got two job offers in one week. No, Pretty th- darn good. Well, he should have taken the first one, I think. I think the other one's not going to pan out. He'll find out. Anyway, if you have a question about your car or your job interview, the number to call is 888-CAR-TALK. That's 888-227-8255. Hello, you're on Car Talk. Hi, this is Naomi calling from Chicago. Hi, Naomi. Hi, guys. How are you? I'm fine, thank you, but my car is having some problems. Okay, we'll try to help. All right, then. I'm hoping you can tell me how close my car is to dying. Oh, okay. And I know it's old, but I'm hoping I can maybe get another six months or a year out of it. All right. It's a 1991 Ford Escort. It's got just over 150,000 miles on it, and it's doing some weird stuff. Yeah. There is some kind of electrical short, so sometimes my low beam headlights work, and sometimes they don't. And when they don't... The high beams do work? Yes. Very strange. Number two, the air vents will sometimes emit some kind of smoke. Yeah, don't pay no attention to that. (laughs) Right. Smoke from air vents. Okay. And that's even when the fan is off. Right. What what, what kind of smoke? Does it smell? Sometimes when the fan is on, I get... Some very strange, really sweet kind of odor. Ah, okay, all right. Okay, all right. Okay. Look at we that. that one. Okay, that's good. Number Next. two. Okay. Next one is there is a faint but sort of omnipresent smell of gasoline as you approach the car. <laughs> so here's my question, guys. What? It's, it's just three items here? Well, those are the three kickers. The three, oh, these are the three biggies, huh? <laughs> my question is, is it worth it to get this stuff fixed? Will I get another six months or a year out of this car? Or should I take that money and put it toward my new car? Well, none of these things is terribly expensive to fix, I don't think. Well, the gas okay. the gas thing could be a gas tank. Well, basis. you can solder those together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, use, we use matches, actually. But you, you could have a leak in the gas tank, or if you're lucky, just the filler neck. And, and that's relatively easy to replace. I, I'm going to guess that maybe it's worse when the tank is full or close to full. I haven't noticed. You haven't but noticed. But you said you, you smell it when you approach the car. Yeah, like as I'm walking... I mean, well, not, not a far distance away, Because when, you, when you're walking in the other direction, you're walking away from the <laughs> your <smell>. nose is, <laughs> And your nose is pointing in the wrong direction. Yeah, but like as I'm standing there, you know, unlocking the door. But you don't notice it when you are in the car. Slightly. Slightly. Okay, you know what it could be? And, it, and, and it's, it's another suspect thing. The, the fuel lines that run from the tank to the front of the vehicle mm-hmm. are made out of steel, but they, in fact, stainless steel, but it's not the highest quality, and they do rust eventually. And it could be that you have little tiny pinholes yeah. in, in, the, in either the return line or the feed line, and eventually that leak is going to get so bad that not only will you smell it, but you'll see gasoline in the ground. Okay. But it, at this point, it's easy to find. Your mechanic can put the car up in the lift and sniff it with his emissions tester, and that'll tell him where the leak is. Okay. Yeah. So that's easy, but it that, might, that's relatively. And that's going to cost easy. you somewhere between a hundred dollars and and five hundred, depending on what it is. Okay. Now the other thing that's the heater core thing is that's where the sweet smell. Your heater is leaking. Uh-uh. Yeah, and because it's if it was summertime, we would suggest that you tie off the hoses that go to the heater or shunt them together, mm-hmm. and not have a heater. Uh, but unfortunately, you're approaching that time of year where you do need one, so you, you'll need to have the heater core replaced. But in the winter, Chicago is, is tropical. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so th- that's going to cost you a few hundred bucks to fix that. Okay. Okay. And the, the headlight thing is, uh, I'm, I'm guessing you need a headlight switch. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, that's going to be 150 bucks or something probably. Okay. So you're looking at roughly, let me say this up here, 500 plus the other three things you didn't tell us about, about 2,500 bucks. 
And I don't think the car is worth twenty five hundred. No, I, you know, it doesn't matter. This is less than a thousand. But the the other things that you didn't mention because we don't have enough time for you to mention all of them uh-huh. could add up to a lot. Yeah. Of other stuff, and if if you've been eyeing another car. Well, funny you should mention that. Yeah. <laughs> I have been eyeing, and I'm interested in your opinion on the Ford Focus. Oh, that's interesting. It's the car that replaced this car. And that's a nice little car. Good. That's good to hear. That's what I thought. Yeah, and if you were happy with your Escort, I think you'll love the Focus. I've been really happy with the Escort. You can trade that in when you buy the Focus. They'll give you 50, 60 bucks for it. (laughs) That's so reassuring. I do. (laughs) Say it, Naomi. Take care, you guys. Bye-bye. Good luck. Thanks. 1-888-CAR-TALK. That's 888-227-8255. Hello, you're on Car Talk. Hi, this is Bob in Jacksonville, Florida. Hi, Bob Jacksonville. How you doing? Good, good. I have a 1995 BMW station wagon, and I have a problem with the door locks. If you lock the doors from the outside with the key, and there's anybody inside the car, they're yeah. locked inside the car, and they can't get out of the car by unlocking the doors. There's no way to unlock the doors from the inside once you've locked them. Why can't they open the handle? Uh, it, it doesn't work. Everything is shut off. So the horn doesn't honk. The lights don't turn on. You can't open with the handle. It doesn't pop it up. You can't get out of it. And unfortunately, my father-in-law found that out the hard way. <laughs> <laughs> How many days was he in there? Uh, it was only about a half an hour until he started <laughs> kicking out the windows. Well, if, if you were in the car sitting in the driver's seat, there is no switch on the dashboard or on the door that will unlock the doors? There is no way to unlock the car from the inside. So this is not something that's broken. It's something that's missing. It, it's really it's a design defect. I mean, most cars have a way to unlock the doors from inside and not necessarily by pulling up on the little doohickey. There's a switch somewhere. The little stem. What, what happens in this car is the stem goes down so far into the door that you can't reach it. Well, I have a ready solution. What's that? A brick. No. Well, that... Okay, I have two solutions. <laughs> that you add an extender piece to that little stem. Well, actually, on this car, you can reach it and pull on it, but it doesn't do anything to the mechanism. You pull on it, and it won't it won't unlock the mechanism. Oh, so that's just a vestigial little thing there. Right. Boy, if that's true, that's extraordinarily stupid. Yeah, well, Isn't it? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, I know why they did it. It's an anti-theft device. <laughs> Someone's in your car trying Someone's to steal it. Someone's in your it. car trying to steal the car. You jump out, you lock him in, and you run away. And you go for the police. The police come, and there he is waiting for you. All, already incarcerated. Or, or, or there's the car with a broken window and the brick, because <laughs> he did this before. By the way, why did you lock your father-in-law in the car in the first place? Well, we just sort of forgot about him. We all got out of the car. <laughs> so you all got out of the car. You said, let's go have an ice cream. And you locked the car, and the guy is sitting. And a not- half hour later, somebody says, where's Fred? Dad? Where's Fred? <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's not as though it's such a big car that he was, like, down in the basement or something. <laughs> Yep. Bob. About, about half an hour later, we thought about him and went down to check on him. And about that point, he was coming up the stairs in, in a panic. And had first, he tried to kick out the windshield. He broke it, but couldn't get out because of the, the plastic parts in the windshield that hold it together. He just cracked it. <laughs> and he ended up breaking out of the, of the uh, driver's side uh, window and crawled out. So you, d- you didn't lock him in there purposely or you did I, well he, I, I don't think bob's at liberty to tell really no, no, <laughs> i deny all knowledge <laughs> you deny all knowledge <laughs> were, were you having a senior moment no no 
So he's the life of the party, I guess. So <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I, I don't know if there's any ready fix for this, but I do know, and I've seen some some catalogs where they uh, uh, sell a hammer mm-hmm. designed exactly for smashing for the window. Problem. Yeah, it does seem like a rather extreme remedy. No, I mean, there are many people who think that this hammer thing is a is a really necessary safety device because of all the electric stuff that's going on and you'd in the be how, you'd be amazed how hard it is to break a window as i'm sure your father-in-law can attest we actually bought him one and gave it to him for christmas oh, yeah. a little late huh of course yeah. <laughs> i mean what are the chances that this is going to happen again well i really can't think of the advantage of well, this we're going we're going to ask them and we're going to find out and if we, if we find anything interesting we'll report on a future show on their reason for having such an insane little feature that's great. I'd love to hear that. Well, thanks yeah. for your call. And okay. if possible, we'll get you the money for that broken window. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> great. Yeah. See, see you, Bob. Okay. Thanks, thanks. for calling. Uh, bye. One eight 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 Car Talk or one eight 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 two two seven eight two five five. Hello, you're on Car Talk. Hi, this is Rita from Polly's Island, South Carolina. Hi, Rita. I had a question about our VW um, van, nineteen seventy four. When we evacuated during the hurricane, we left it sitting in our driveway. And yeah. we had a um, storm surge of about four feet of ocean water that came and um, sat in our house and uh, came up to the car, and it hasn't started since we came back. Ah. And we're wondering if it's as dead as the washer, dryer, refrigerator, and everything else that died. Nothing can hurt a VW. <laughs> Nothing. Well, it's so bad to begin with. <laughs> no, when, when you, you left it with the hope that it would not be there when you came back? <laughs> Maybe it was your neighbor's driveway? You it to float away. No, it was still there. It was there, and it had been, the engine had been covered with, with water. Yes. And what did you do to try to start it? You just got in and turned the key? Right. <laughs> did, did fish jump out when you did this? Well, you can't do that, Rita. Nothing happened. <laughs> I mean, all kinds of things could have happened. Uh-huh. It probably did. When you when you turned the key, did it crank? Did it go, ah, 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 ah? did nothing. It did right. nothing. Okay, so that's your first problem. It's, it's just sort of like when I turned the vacuum, it did nothing, or the refrigerator, or the washer dryer. Sure. I mean, <laughs> motors don't like water, especially salt water, very much. So, I mean, you're going to have to start... Can we just have a toad and say it's dead? Well, it depends. I mean, if it was like a friend, would you just say, ah, oh, you're dead, see you later? <laughs> or would you say, I wonder if I can help you somehow? Is there a place in the back to affix a wreath? <laughs> <laughs> It's fixable. I mean, there are probably lots of things wrong with it. The battery's probably full of salt water, and it doesn't work with salt water. you got to throw that away and get a new one. The starter is probably full of salt water, so it doesn't work full of salt water. The, and the cylinders, the cylinders, are cylinders might be full. Sure, yeah. and, and the pistons aren't going to go up and down because they're all rusted to the cylinder walls. So is it dead? It depends on how much technology. Did you ever watch the show The Six Million Dollar Man? <laughs> We have the technology. The bionic we, bug. We can rebuild him. <laughs> so so it, it can be fixed, obviously, but you really got to get it to some place where they can assess. Wait a minute. Wait. We've made the ultimate blood reader. What? Do you want to save this vehicle, or are you happy that it's gone? Actually, my husband wants to save it. I'm not particularly too keen on the idea. in saving it. Well, I'm more interested is he listening? in getting it out of the driveway. Is he listening? Um... He's in the other room. Well, here's what he's, he's not listening. Okay, then call, the answer is it's dead. You call your repair shop. <laughs> call your repair shop. Ask them to tow it away, and and then slip the guy an extra twenty bucks to give you a bad diagnosis on it. So when, <laughs> so when he calls up, and have him call your husband at work. Yeah, say, I'm <laughs> awfully sorry, but this is a thousand dollars to fix. This. Oh no, it that's not that's is. not enough. 
It's going to be at least $2,000. Otherwise, he might He'll be tempted it. to fix it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so have them tell them it's 2000 bucks, And it may very well be. And it may need an engine rebuild. You may need brake work. You, you may need all kinds of stuff done That's to like it. like a, a lot of money. My guess is, I mean, the truth, if you put a new battery in it and a new starter motor, I'll bet you it would start. And it would probably run just the same as it did before the hurricane. Right. Lousy. You wouldn't, you wouldn't, you wouldn't <laughs> know the difference. Thanks for your call, Rita. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, look, Tommy. What are the chances that you remember last week's puzzler? Chances? You want to, like, in percentage terms, or do you want me to represent it in fractional form? Well, the odds. Uh, express it ho- however you want, man. Okay, let's just say Slim just left the station. <laughs> so it's not that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the puzzler, you're going to remember this because I think you did some research on this, was about a gas thief and how he got caught. And we'll be back with the answer and more of your calls in just a minute, so stay tuned. Well, Yes, I'll head on down to town to see what might be there. And I'm going just as fast as I can. There ain't no trail of crumbs, no map, and there ain't no plan, baby. But I'm strolling. And even though earwax sufferers pause before putting their drops in whenever they hear us say it, this is NPR. This message comes from Car Talk and NPR sponsor BetterHelp, a truly affordable online counseling service. Fill out a questionnaire online and get matched with a licensed counselor best suited to your mental health needs. Whether it's depression, anxiety, or trauma, BetterHelp will help you overcome what stands in the way of your happiness. Learn more at BetterHelp.com and get 10% off your first month with promo code CARTALK. BetterHelp. Get help anytime, anywhere. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Salesforce. Small businesses need a steady partner in today's changing world. Salesforce gives you sales, service, and marketing all in one secure platform, accessible from anywhere, so you can connect your teams, share information, and automate processes. And best of all, they're here to help at any time with service, support, or proactive tips to help you grow. Form deeper connections with your customers, starting now. Try it for free at salesforce.com SMB. After months of campaigning, we are finally on the cusp of knowing what happens next in the White House and in the halls of Congress. The NPR Politics Podcast will be there with you every day with the latest results and will tell you what you need to know in these uncertain times. Hi, we're back. You're listening to Car Talk with us, Click and Clack, the Tappet Brothers, and we're here to talk about cars, car repair, and the answer to last week's puzzle, which my brother is yeah. just beginning to remember. It's about now. a gas thief. <laughs> you go and, and how he got caught. Ex- very good. I think I mentioned that a few minutes ago. <laughs> well, that's all I remember. <laughs> anyway, I, I did mention that this was... I knew the. I remember that I knew the answer as soon as you finished the puzzle last I, I week. Knew, I knew you did. You just couldn't remember Except it. I can't even remember the question now. <laughs> Well, it was historic, I thought, and folkloric and automotive, and and I think I mentioned hopefully not pathetic. And it took place in the early 70s during the first gas crunch. You know, remember there were long lines at gas stations and and Toyotas 
started looking good to people. Yeah. Anyway, this was sent in by someone named Laura Adamson, and, and she wrote, My friend Marianne lived in a rural neighborhood in upstate New York, and someone was sneaking around late at night in the inky shadows, <laughs> siphoning gasoline while the honest people were asleep. So Marianne and the sheriff got together and hatched a plan to catch this thief. And it involved using Marianne's car and its full tank of gasoline as the bait. Unlike many of her neighbors, Marianne did not own a locking gas cap, so her tank was extremely siphonable. Mm. And the idea was not to catch the thief in the act. I mean, that would have been easy to do if you'd been willing to stay up all night, I guess. Because the sheriff didn't want to get up in the middle of the night to make the arrest, right? Of course. Why would he? The plan was to allow the thief to siphon off Marianne's gas and be tracked down later on. Well, the thief did strike and did siphon her gas, and it was the end of the gas thefts. The question is, what trap did they lay, and what was it about Marianne's car that made it easy to figure out who the gas thief was? Yeah. And, and what was unique about Marianne's car was it was a Saab. And from 1959, I think, to 1969, Saab made... These cute uh, little, I think they started off with the, nine, the 94, the 95. It was a three-cylinder, two-stroke engine. And a two-stroke engine is something you'd have in like your chainsaw or your outboard motor, perhaps. And it requires that the oil and the gas are mixed together. There's no oil in, in the, the crankcase, but the gasoline and oil are mixed together in the gas tank. And, of course, they smoked quite a bit. They didn't smoke very much because the engine was a tiny little 40-horsepower thing. But when the mm. gas thief came and put this mixture of gas and oil into his Chevy or whatever, the trail of smoke he left behind allowed the sheriff to follow him right home and arrest him. And that's why the gas <laughs> it thief... It had to be a small town, obviously. It had to be... Well, upstate New York suggests it's a small town. Yeah. And as soon as they saw that car with the blue smoke pouring out the tailpipe, yeah. they knew who the gas thief was. Yeah. So who's our winner? Well, the winner this week is Cameron Lindsley from Bath, Maine. Is Cameron a guy or a gal? Well, it, we think it's a guy because Rain Man analyzed the handwriting. Ah, and okay. Said a guy wrote this. All right. Well, because it was it, it was it wasn't neat. It, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where Rain Man gets the conclusions that he comes to. But we don't. And I, we, we don't, don't question know. Rain Man. We don't question him. Okay. Well, okay. So Cameron's a guy, and and uh, yeah. So. From all the correct answers that we got, he he's the one that got chosen, and he's going to get a $26 gift certificate to the Shameless Commerce Division at cartalk.com, where he can choose from a wide array of fine quality card talk junk. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this might have something to do with why sales have been down. We should stop calling this stuff junk. Uh, it's actually not junk. I mean, we spend a lot of time and effort making it not junk. Yeah, but it just can't escape. Anyway, we'll have a brand new puzzler coming up in the third half of the show, so stick around for that. Right now, if you have a question about your car or anything else, the number is 888-CAR-TALK. That's 888-227-8255. Hello, you're on Car Talk. Hi there, this is Dan in Atlanta. Hey, Dan, how are you? I'm well, how are you? Uh, pretty good. <laughs> We're having a hard time today. Yes. We are. I don't know what's going on. My brother just took his pants off. <laughs> <laughs> well, they got this multi-million dollar studio here. It's a hundred degrees in here. Yeah. Are you sweating? Yeah, I'm dying. <laughs> but at the of course, that's not with drinking hot chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> so, What's right. up, Dan? All right. Uh, 
my situation, first of all, my car is a 1992 Acura Integra. Yeah. And this, I have to give you a little background on this situation to uh, help explain. I live in a duplex, mm-hmm. and a gentleman has been living in the basement of this house. Yeah. And this gentleman is a mechanic. And it's just a small, tiny little dungeon of an apartment that he lives down in the basement. And for the most part... Most mechanics live in little dungeons like that. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) He rises very early in the morning and sits um, in his doorway and reads his paper. And so every morning as I go out and get in my car and start it up and drive off, he's there hearing me start this car up. Uh Aha. And probably about two months ago... I drove home one day, got out of my car, and was just proceeding into my house. When and he, he said, came out, you better adjust those valves, Sonny. Exactly. He Well, first he just started inquiring about, have I had my oil changed recently? Have I put in a new filter? Am I leaking oil? Yeah. And he continued to ask me these questions on occasion when I'd come home. And I would, for the most part, disregard his inquiries. Yeah, he was just a strange Because he was just an annoying user. little troll. <laughs> <laughs> troll under the bridge. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And it was probably two weeks ago I came home one time, and he said, I really think you have a problem. He said, I believe that your car is not building up oil pressure. I mean, is is this guy currently employed, or he he just sits there and reads the paper all day? No, he is employed. He he works in a small garage not too far from where we live. Uh About two minutes later, there's a knock on the door, and it's this gentleman, and he's written out for me everything that I should have checked uh, in regards to this problem that he thinks exists. Really? What a wonderful, what a nice considerate guy. Yeah. troll. I can read you the things that he wrote out. Well, yeah, he thought the oil pump was not producing pressure, and he could tell that because he could hear the valves clacking away. Exactly. So I had to take my car into my mechanic for an unrelated problem, so I figured, well, while I have it in there, I'll mention this to them and get their opinion on it. So took the car in. They let it sit overnight and did a cold start, and when I went back to pick it up the next day, they said, we don't think you have a problem. And their explanation was this. They said that the clearance on the valves is so small and so close that when it's cold and you start the car up, you're going to hear rattling, and it's just a noisy engine. But that once it warms up, uh, that noise should go away, and there really is nothing to be worried about and no problems. Well, it's interesting. The one piece of information that you uh, mentioned Mm -hmm. was that one day when you were coming home from work, he stopped you, and evidently, having heard your engine when it was warmed up, mm. he still felt you had the problem. Mm. See, here's the, here's the thing with oil pressure. Okay. When you start the engine in the morning, the engine is cold. You get lots of oil pressure because the engine's cold, okay. and the engine's revving. And the oil is viscous. Yeah. And if if the story they have about the clearances mm-hmm. is true, and I don't know that it is or not, okay. uh, then maybe that would cause engine noise when it first is started, but it's not because of oil pressure. Later, when the engine warms up, like when you're on your way back home at night, and when you get home, the engine is all warmed up, and that's when the oil pressure is the lowest. If you have the noise then, then these guys are not right. See, unfortunately, these guys didn't really do anything, because all they did was start it up and listen to it. Mm-hmm. What they should have really done is measured the oil pressure when the engine was hot. Mm-hmm. If they really cared about you. Yeah. Like this guy does. <laughs> like this guy does. Well, let me throw in this factor as well. Uh-oh. I, la- I, <laughs> our landlady, she has known this mechanic, known this gentleman, longer than I have. I mentioned this to her, and she said, 
don't let him anywhere near your car. <laughs> Boy. Oh, oh. So maybe I need good. a third party to take this to, yeah. So you got to, I think you have to go to a neutral party. Mm-hmm. I agree. And ask them simply, warm up the car and tell me the oil pressure, cold and hot. Okay. You want to know if it's within spec. Okay. If yeah. it is, don't worry about it. Okay. Okay, Danny, baby. Thanks so much, guys. Good See ya. Luck. Take care. Bye-bye. Hey, do you know what time it is? Time to move those campaign matching funds to our bank account in Aruba? No. It's time to play Stump the Chumps. This is the part of the show where we check in on a previous call to see if the advice we gave was full of certitude, rectitude, or just plain attitude. <laughs> and so who's our lucky contestant this week? Oh, funny you should ask because our lucky contestant is you. Now, a couple uh-huh. of weeks ago, you made a very bold claim. Let's let's hear it. Can we bring up the cut? Five, five, hello, you're on Car Talk. Hi, this is Kathy from Ann Arbor, Michigan. Ann Arbor, Michigan, so it must be Kathy with a K. Hey, you are one smart guy. Well, you notice I've never been wrong on the Kathy thing. Oh, come on. I have never been wrong on the Kathy thing because I know the rule. (laughs) (laughs) I'll rule this. You made up the rule. (laughs) Someone has to make up the rules. Anyway, we went back into the archives. Oh, no. Come on. We didn't have to go that far back <laughs> oh. just to see how perfect your record was. I'm not going to like this, am I? And we're going to give you three chances. Kathy, number one, will you enter and sign in, please? Hi, guys. This is Kathy from Washington Crossing, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, so it's Kathy with yes. a K. No. Oh, darn. <laughs> Well, that, that wasn't all that impressive, was it? Well, let's go to Bachelorette number Wait two, shall we? She might have moved. Okay. All right, Bachelorette number two. Hi, I'm Kathy calling from Connecticut. Hi, Kathy. Kathy with a K? Kathy with a C. <laughs> okay, one more and you've got tres huevos here. So here she is, Kathy number three, your last and final Kathy. Hello, this is Kathy from Old Lyme, Connecticut. Hi, Kathy. Kathy with a C. With a what? C. No. No. Old Lime? Lime with a a K? With a Y. (laughs) Yes, Lime with a Y, Kathy with a K. (laughs) (laughs) I swear all those people had to have moved from somewhere to where they finally ended up. Well, in all fairness, we had to go back five years to find all those wrong answers. You were right most of the time. Five years? Oh, I didn't learn the rule until four and a half years ago. But we thought it would be fun to embarrass you anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, if you hear someone you'd like us to bring back the stump the chumps. Like a caller, you know, someone who actually called in to the show. Yeah, exactly. Then email us your suggestion from cartalk.com. Or call and stump us right now. The number is 888-CAR-TALK. That's 888-278255. Hello, you're on Car Talk. <laughs> Hi, this is Joy from Malden. Joy with a J? Mal- yes, that's right. Malden, Mass? Malden, Massachusetts. What's wow. with Malden, Massachusetts? Uh, what do you mean? I mean, I don't understand Malden. I don't understand what it is. 
Um, it's a suburb of Boston. I just moved there three years ago, so maybe I'm not in on this. Well, I mean, I've heard, I don't know that area very well, but I've heard that people say that Medford is Malden with trees. <laughs> is that true? Well, that Malden um, is closer to being a, like a real urban. So Malden is Medford without trees. I would say so. We have few trees. You have right. a few trees. Few yeah. trees. Yeah, yeah, and Medford, Medford is a little more suburban. Yes. Yeah. Oh, so you came here <laughs> three years ago from where? Um, New Hampshire. I grew up in New Hampshire. What part? Southampton. Southampton. Which is? The Hamptons, as we call them. Uh, exactly, of. right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Joy, what, what can we do for you? I have a 93 Honda Accord, and the problem that I'm having is it's making a strange noise, but it's not consistent, so I haven't brought it to a garage because you know what happens when you bring a car to a garage. Yeah, they say, well, when it makes the noise, bring it here that right. very second. You right. Know. So what happens is when I'm going at a steady speed, either on the highway or on a secondary road about 35 miles an hour, the speed doesn't seem to matter. It loses power a little bit, and it starts. It, the noise sounds like this. It goes, and then I take my foot off the gas and put my foot back on the gas, and it goes away. So you're driving along. You said First you said 35 miles an hour, then you said the speed doesn't matter. Well, if I'm on the highway, it does it too. It does, so it can happen at 60 miles an hour. Right. This is a stick shift. No. It's an automatic. This joy with a J? Yes, it is. <laughs> Just checking. <laughs> and, and so you're driving along, you got your foot on the gas, everything is hunky-dory. Yep. And all of a sudden you hear... Yep. Where does it sound like it's coming from? It sounds like it's coming from the engine, from the front of the car. Front of the car. Um, Whoopee. I've... Does uh, it... Uh, ooh, ah, ooh, ooh, ooh. So, oh, oh. Something happening? <laughs> Passing a brainstone? <laughs> <laughs> I just dropped a French fry down front of my shirt. Hot, aren't they? <laughs> Woo! Uh, that's the noise. Yep. And how much How much of a, a diminution of power do you feel you have, or or do you think that's a... Is there any chance that that's imagined in a complete fabrication on your part? <laughs> Anything's possible. Well, I'll tell you, one of the things that I hear on Honda Accords all the time that makes a noise just like the one you described mm-hmm. is a faulty distributor. The distributors fail all the time in this case. We replace a lot of Accord distributors. Okay. And when the distributor goes bad, it'll, it'll sound like someone has a coffee can full of marbles that they're shaking around, you know, where the marbles are kind of traveling around the outside of the coffee can or the inside of the coffee can. Okay. You imagine that sound? Yep. And, and then it'll, it, it can go away. Is that the noise? It, yeah. It's, I don't hear it that loudly, though. Well, you might not hear it that loudly yet. Okay. And eventually, I think you're going to hear it when the engine is idling. Okay. It may oh, even it may even be, be there when the engine is idling. Okay. And and when that happens, I think it'll turn on the check engine light. Or in this car, the thing is called PGFMI fuel PGFI light. And and when that happens, you'll you'll know it's time to change the distributor. Okay. And so I you don't recommend having it checked and replaced. Well, I, th- I would have it, I would have it checked because if if someone can determine right now that the distributor is bad, mm-hmm. then you might want to start saving up your money because it's many hundreds of dollars. So for a '93 with 140,000 miles on it, oh, and it's, it that's, worth it? that, that cinches it. With that many miles, you definitely need one. Okay, I'd go out. I buy buy two. <laughs> See you later. Good luck. All right. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Okay, Tommy, do you think we should take another call or take a break? I always vote for the break. That's funny. So do our listeners. <laughs> when we come back, are you going to have a great new puzzler? How about uh, just a new puzzler? Sold. <laughs> we'll be back in a minute. I got a 
And even though the Cambridge Wildlife Department decides to relocate a flock of Canada geese to our front lawns whenever they hear <laughs> us say it, this is NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor Xfinity. Some things are slow, like snail races. Other things are fast, like Xfinity XFi. You get fast speeds even when everyone is online. Xfinity has the goal of maintaining coverage all over your house with reliable service for all devices so everyone is happy. You can even pause the in-home Wi-Fi to bring the family together. Working to make Wi-Fi simple, easy, awesome. More at Xfinity.com. Restrictions apply. On the next episode of Louder Than a Riot, Bobby Schmurter's transition from the streets to superstardom and how viral fame led to infamy. I don't ask people from the hood if they got criminal activity going on. I know in hip-hop, the better, the better. Listen now to Louder Than a Riot from NPR Music. Ha! We're back. You're listening to Car Talk with us, Click and Clack, the Tappet Brothers, and we're here to discuss cars, car repair, and the new puzzler. Yeah. Make it good, man. Well, I'm gonna. if, if it can't be good, at least make it brief. That's what Dougie's always said. <laughs> All right, uh, I don't. I don't have a series. Uh, maybe this is from the clock series, but uh, I don't know. Do I have a clock? It series? could be the beginning of a series. It could indeed be. Okay, here's what you do. Do, do I need a pencil? You don't need a pencil, but it, it might help you. Okay, I'm going to take one out anyway. Okay, take a draw a clock face on on the on your paper. I got it. I got okay, it. and put clock. the put the using Arabic numerals. Put the appropriate numbers. Twelve. Twelve. One. Two. Three. Da 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 da. Okay? I got it. All right. Okay. I now didn't, I didn't put them all in. Is that all right? Well, I put 12, 3, 6, and 9. No, I think you need to put them all in. All right, I got one, <laughs> two, three. Okay, go ahead. Now, I want you to draw somewhere, some, somewheres on this clock face two lines. Mm-hmm. And in doing so, you're going to divide the clock face into segments, which contain numbers. The, the, the trick here, or the question is, where So do the you... lines have to go from one edge of the clock face to, the, to another. Right. I got my two lines. Okay. And so when you draw the lines, you will, you will wind up with either three or four segments of clock face. Yes. If the lines intersect someplace, you will wind up with four sections. If they don't intersect, you will wind up with three sections. And the, and the puzzle is this. Draw these lines so that the sum of the numbers in each section are equal. Whoa. Okay. Whoa. You with me? I can see that I didn't do it here. No, drawing the, you know. Because I got four pieces of pie. No, that's four pieces of pie, and they add up to six over here and 23 over there. So that's not right. You're on the right track. Keep moving them around. I got you. (laughs) Okay. Now, I think there is only one solution to this. No kidding. That looks hard. It may be. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you don't know the answer. (laughs) Not yet. But I have a whole week. Excellent question. Now, if you think you know the answer, write it on a postcard. Or better still, float it in a fully assembled 8x15 endless lap pool with adjustable (laughs) currents, ambient temperature control, ionizing water filter, and optional hot tub jets. (laughs) (laughs) And send it to Puzzler Tower, Car Talk Plaza, Box 3500, Harvard Square, Cambridge. Our fair city. Matt 02238. Or, of course, you can email your answer to us from cartalk.com. Now, right now, if you happen to have a question about your car... Or, or your clock. Or your clock, or anything right. else. Clean right? your if you clock, need, need your clock clean. <laughs> We're here to help, believe it or not. The number is one eight 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 car talk That's 8882 <laughs> Hello, you're on Car Talk. This is Herb. I'm calling from Prospect, Connecticut. Hi, Herb. Prospect. 
Yes. What, so what you're a, so you you would be a that? prospector then. I pretty much prospectee, yes. Yeah. So what's up, Herb? I've got a 1998 Buick Regal GS mm-hmm. and uh in the left front as best I've been able to determine, I've got a rip 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 noise and uh as I uh, was strolling through Pennsylvania one time a few months ago, I I noticed that as I'd go around a right-hand curve uh, at uh, highway speeds that the intensity would increase. And uh, I also have this uh, very slightly at a slow roll coming to a stop sign. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bad tire. Yeah, that's exactly what I think, too. Okay. Well, now I was concerned because I've I've got a little trip planned to uh, Ohio and Indiana. I'm going to hit seven car museums out there. You are? Yeah. Oh, you're an old car nut. Well, it was pretty obvious to us that... Oh, you're an old car nut. I'm an old nut. Oh, you're an old car nut. <laughs> I'm an old nutty about cars, yes. <laughs> well, it was, it was obvious that you're, you know, you you have an interest in classic cars from yes. the Buick Regal that you're driving. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Nothing like a supercharged Buick to uh, yeah. make a guy feel like he's driving a classic, yeah. Do you own any classics, or you just go look at them? And... Uh, no, the best I've got as far as classic, I got a couple of the, uh, the Posher models that I made. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Alfa Romeo and yeah. uh, Mercedes. Well, those are a lot less trouble than the real thing. Absolutely. Would you be interested in a, in a 1952 MGTD? My brother's trying to unload one. <laughs> and there's 10% of it for me if I, if I could act as the agent. No, no I I'm... think that's a little uh, deeper than I wanted to go. Finding parts for those could be difficult. Well, that's why he wants oh, to unload Oh, no, it. actually. Parts for those are very easy to find. I think. <laughs> he gets this car a few years ago. In fact, I'll say, give you all the parts. I, I got one of everything. <laughs> and, I, and I say to him, you're never going to get parts for this. He says, oh, contraire, Piston Puss. He says, look, I have a whole catalog here. Every part that's in this car is in this catalog. And he shows me the thing, and it's page after page. I mean, headlight bezels, headlight switches. Everything. Not the, the covers for the washers. Transmissions. I say, wow. So he needs like... Two light bulbs for the dash. That was it. And a clevis pin, I think, for the clutch. For the clutch. For the clutch master Those were exactly the pieces. He calls the place up. They say, uh, no, we don't have those. (laughs) (laughs) So he chalks it up to just bad luck, and he calls a few weeks later for, like, brake pads. No, we don't have those either. (laughs) But it turns out all they had was the catalog. (laughs) (laughs) And... Marvelous pictures. Great pictures. The diagrams were awesome. And they were very, very understanding and supportive. Yeah. They said, oh, you're never going to get pants for this thing. <laughs> anyway, Herb, so, so you're worried about taking this trip, but I think you, I, I agree with my brother that you have a bad tire. I'm going to bet that if you drive it at very low speed and take your hand off the steering wheel, yeah. you actually see the wheel just hitch a little bit every it'll, revolution it'll, of the tire. It'll squiggle back and forth. Yeah, well, you you should know that uh, my concern was that it might be a broken or separated belt in the tire. So that's what I, it is. I took it to the tire dealer, uh-huh. and he claimed not. And they claimed that I had a warped rotor. Mm. Uh-huh. See, I, I I'm the kind of guy that that doesn't want to pay for a brake job <laughs> to find out that it's the the, the outer bearing in the CV yeah. axle. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I'd like to go in and say, okay, if you'll guarantee mm. that this issue goes away. When I pay you for the brake job, then go ahead and do it. If if it doesn't go away, I'm not paying for the brake job. You know, we need 100 customers like her. 
Yeah, I know. We have 500 of them now. <laughs> yeah, you, you, yeah. You, I was going to say, you got a snowball's chance of finding someone who's going to do that. I know. Well, my issue with you guys is I'm hoping that, that you could give me an easy way to discern the difference between is it a bad bearing or is it a warped rotor or is it a tire? Well, here's the first thing I would do, and it's the easiest thing to do. Put that tire someplace else. Okay. If you think it's the left rear. Yeah. Put it in your garage. <laughs> yeah. Either put it in the garage. If you have a full-size spare, obviously put that on, but you probably don't. I don't. Then put it on the right rear. Yeah. And I think you're going to notice that the everything is gone. All right. Mm-hmm. Good luck, Herb. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. 1-888-CAR-TALK. That's 888-227-8255. Hello, you're on Car Talk. Hi, this is Kim from Tallahassee. How are you, Kim? I'm doing okay. I'm actually having problems with physics, and since you guys, you know, are experts in everything, I thought Man, I'd give you a call. Man, physics was always my best course. <laughs> and you're going to see just I how liked, bad the other courses were. <laughs> I liked it so much, I just kept taking it over and over again. <laughs> go ahead, Kim. So, Shoot. Go ahead. All right, so this is the question. Yeah. Finding her car stuck in the mud... A bright graduate of good physics course ties a strong rope to the back bumper of the car and the other end to a tree. Wait, wait, are you reading out of a physics book? Yeah, I've got to fix it, figure out this problem. I have a quiz next Wednesday. Oh, this really, in in high school, I hope? No, this is college. Oh, we got no chance. Damn. (laughs) We have no, all right. Get Enrico Fermi on the phone. (laughs) Okay, so she ties a rope to the bumper. Yeah, all right, go ahead. Okay, she ties a rope to the bumper and the other one to a tree. Got it. All right, she finds the midpoint of the rope and pushes with her maximum effort, which she estimates to be a force of about 300 newtons. The car just begins to budge with the rope at about a five-degree angle. With what force is the rope pulling on the car? Oh, it's a simple vector problem. <laughs> oh, simple. It's a simple vector problem. <laughs> the five degrees is the key. All you have to do is look, look up, up the, sign. the sign of five degrees, multiply right. it by 300, and that's the answer, man. Say it again. <laughs> no, no, that's you get one <laughs> shot at it. <laughs> Wait, is it the sign? Let me just tell you. Let me see if that's true or not. No. Uh, uh, no, it's not the sign. It's the cosine. All right, so I, I take the cosine of, of The cosine five of five degrees. degrees times 300 newtons, and that's the answer. What about the tree? Forget about the tree. Oh, well, what did we forget about the tree? It's the same, the same thing on the tree. So the tree is going to move. The is tree it? will move the same distance as the car. <laughs> <laughs> well, then she's going to be stuck in the mud all day. <laughs> no, that, I mean, is it multiple choice? No, well, some of them are, but some of them you have to show your work, so you never know. Are the answers in the back of the book? No, the answer to this one isn't in the back of the book. Why do you think I'm calling you? (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, we prefaced all of this by telling you that we flunked this course. (laughs) Well, no, we didn't flunk it. We ultimately. We did. did. (laughs) Oh, you. (laughs) About you, but we did. (laughs) The editorial we. I I did. I think I I may have. I'm not sure, but I may have gotten an A in this course. (laughs) Really? Then you answer the damn question. No, I'm sticking with your answer because I don't remember any of it. (laughs) Well, my... But I like the cosine. I like the cosine of five degrees. All right. I do too. Yeah, and the I don't know. The the tree bothers me. I'm bothered by the tree. (laughs) You are? Yeah. Is it a maple tree? 
You know, it doesn't tell us what kind oh, it's of tree. Oh, it must be a mangrove. But what if, what if it's a bamboo? That's not a tree. That's grass. That's grass, yeah. What if it's a mangrove? <laughs> it sounds like you've been smoking grass. <laughs> <laughs> what I want to know is who is this this woman? Who and can, why doesn't she have a cell phone? And, and, <laughs> and how can she push with, with all that force that she's going to pull a car? For, first of all, it would be unfair of us to help you. Exam or no exam. Oh, that's right. We, we, got, can't, no, we can't help you. We can't help you. And we, if we did, you'd kill us <laughs> when you found out that it was wrong. Wait, isn't there a website that you can go and, and get some advice from? It's called My Tutor or something yes, like that? I believe so. I would definitely get on the, on the web right away. All right. And see if you get the same answer that we gave you. And if ours is right, I will be the most surprised person in the world. <laughs> Second most. <laughs> See you, Kim. I won't Good. put much confidence in your answer, though. No, no, I wouldn't. No, I, wouldn't I wouldn't. Well, thanks so much for your help. <laughs> Good luck. Bye-bye. Bye. See, but I, I mean, I could have told her that this was absolutely the right answer. I have no, no I, idea. No, I'm, think, I'm thinking about this. You are, your answer is so wrong. <laughs> I, I don't think you can imagine how wrong it is. <laughs> well, I, 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 I drew a little picture. And then unencumbered by the thought process. That's, that'll do it every time. one <laughs> car talk or one 227 8255 Hello, you're on Car Talk. Hi, this is Chuck in Newport, Maine. Hey, hey. Chuck, what's happened, man? Well, uh, I've got a problem with my wife, which I know uh. you can help with. Oh, I can help you with that. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, lately, she's developed this really horrible habit of uh, holding down the button on the handbrake while she pulls it up which I've always heard was a, or thought was a terrible, blasphemous thing to do to a car. And I guess I just need you to confirm that for me so I can tell her that I'm right. And, wh- and what if we can't confirm it for you? Well... Will you shut up? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I guess I'll be wrong for once, I suppose. <laughs> so I'll have to live with that for the rest of my life. No, I mean... Now, what, 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 first of all, what, uh, what do you... What, physical law of the universe do you base this theory <laughs> that holding the button is injurious to the to the hand do you even know how the handbrake system works well i have a i have a rudimentary idea of it i suppose i i don't remember exactly where i quote unquote learned that but um i just i have the impression that if you do that the brake is more likely to stick or set improperly or, or something like that and it could damage it. And honestly, I don't know where I picked that up. But no, I do we? <laughs> no, because it's Chuck. It's, Chuck, you got your head up your keister. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, the way this thing, the, the button. Oh God, the button controls a, a a little rod. The button is attached to a rod. What kind of a car is this, by the way? Is like this a Volkswagen a Honda CRV. Honda CRV. Okay, oh. there's there's a little rod at at one end of the button. And the, the other end is a little pole, which engages a little ratchet. Okay, so when you pull up on the thing, if you don't pull the button in, you hear click, 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 click. You hear the pole jumping over every tooth on the, on the ratchet wheel. It's a beautiful sound. It is a wonderful <laughs> sound. It really is. And I enjoy it. And, and it does let you know, for example, and if you're this kind of a person, if you usually have a six-click emergency brake, it lets you know if the emergency brake is getting out of adjustment. Because if all of a sudden you go seven clicks, you might say, oh, geez, I, I used to have six clicks and now I have seven, so something must be going on. And then if, if a week later it's eight, you know there's some imminent disaster waiting for you. Okay. On the other hand, if you hold the button in, you don't hear the clicks. When the handbrake gets to the desired position, you just simply release the button and the ratchet and the pawl engage, 
and the handle stays where you put it. So it doesn't make any difference whether or not you hold the button. And now I know we're about to lose a listener here. <laughs> well, I won't be letting my wife listen to this. Sure. Oh, so no, she, she's I, the one we're going to lose then. <laughs> no, I wanted to know if you were going to tell her the truth. Well, I'd never get away with lying, so I guess I'm going to have to. Of course you would tell her the truth. I know you yeah. would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how, how, how many other things have you been able to lie to her about all these years? <laughs> not very many, that's for sure. Well, we're going to be keeping an eye on you, Chuck. So, yeah. so don't worry, but she's not doing any harm. Okay. And tell her it's okay, and she can go and, and, and be clickless. Does yeah. this mean I have to get off her back about the way she brushes her teeth, too? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, mind your own business. Okay. <laughs> See you later, man. Right, thanks. Bye-bye. <laughs> thanks bye. for calling, Chuck. Well, it's happened again. You've squandered an otherwise perfectly good hour listening to Car Talk. Our esteemed producer is Doug the Subway Fugitive, Bongo Boy, Frogman, not a slave to fashion, Berman. <laughs> Our social producers are David the Cavs of Belleville Green and Catherine Frau Blucher. <laughs> Thank you, Fenolosa. Our web lackey is Doug the Old Gray Mayor, assisted by Connie Bridgeford. Our engineer is John Cartman Parati. Our theme music is by David Dog Grisman. And our technical, spiritual, and menu advisor, just back from the Fiji Fudge and Focaccia Festival, is John Pugsy Lawler. <laughs> our public opinion pollster is Paul Murky of Murky Research, assisted by statistician Marge and Overa. Our customer care representative is Haywood Jabuzoff. Our personal makeup artist is Bud Tugley. Our personal security man is Muscles Marinara. <laughs> Our chief prosecutor from the Paris office is Jacques Hughes. Jacques Hughes, Michel. Oh, Jacques Our genetic, our genetic counselor in Rome is Dona Maria, you cousin. <laughs> our director of top secret strategy is Donatello Nobody. Our Greek driving instructor is Adjustes Miros. Our table saw operator is Les Digits. <laughs> our chicken soup provisioner is Kent Hoyt. And our Russian chauffeur is Peekoff and Dropoff. And as always, our seat cushion tester is Mike Easter. Our chief counsel from the law firm of Dewey, Cheatham, and Howe is U. Lewis Dewey, known to the underemployed valedictorians in Harvard Square as Huey Louie Dewey. Thanks so much for listening. We're Click and Clack, the Tappert Brothers. And above all, don't drive like my brother. Don't drive like my brother. <laughs> we'll be back next week. Bye-bye. You can get a podcast of this show, subscribe to our weekly podcast, and check out our Ajula-inducing clothing and best-of collections all over at cartalk.com. Also this week at cartalk.com, what to do with your old heap when you buy a new car. You could crush it just for the emotional satisfaction <laughs> that revenge brings on, but why not rise above that and donate it to benefit your favorite public radio station? This one. It's extremely easy with the Car Talk Vehicle Donation Program. Details are on the website at cartalk.com. Car Talk is a production of Dewey, Cheatham, and Howe and WBUR in Boston. And even though canaries volunteer for coal mine duty whenever they hear <laughs> us say it, this is NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor Hulu, presenting the new original series No Man's Land. No Man's Land follows the battle between fighting for what you believe in or supporting the ones you love. Stream No Man's Land on November 18th, only on Hulu.